you listen to the Solomon County Democrat Podcast. And today we have a special podcast for you where we interview U.S. Congressional District candidate Kyle Van D. Water, who sat down recently with our co-editor, Joseph Abraham. Okay. Well, thank you, Kyle, for joining us today. Um, for those listening, Kyle is a, uh, Kyle Van Water is a candidate for the uh, New York 19 Congressional District in the U.S. Congress. Um, and, um, yeah, so starting off, um, for our listeners and also readers who don't, um, know too much about the candidates in this election, we'll start with a really general, broad question. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, studied, and have done in your professional career. Well, thank you for having me, Joe. Uh, my name is Kyle Christian Vandewater. I'm running for Congress in New York 19. I grew up in the city of Poughkeepsie and the town of Poughkeepsie. I come from a blue-collar family. My mother was a parochial school teacher for 42 years. My father worked in a rock quarry. Uh, they couldn't afford to send me to college. I wanted to follow in the footsteps of my father, who served in the Army, and my grandfather, who served in World War II. So I got an ROTC scholarship to pay my own way through college at the University of uh, Massachusetts in Amherst. I did that. did pretty good at it. I uh, got to kind of pick my own ways to where I was going to go. Decided to get more education. I got into Albany Law School. And, and I served in the reserves while I went to Albany Law School. Graduated from there. Um, while I was in the reserves, I was activated by the United States Army as a judge advocate general officer. I spent eight years on active duty with my wife, who's also from Dutchess County. So the only time I've left Dutchess County is for educational purposes and or military purposes. Um, I'm a father of triplets. One of them is my daughter who has very special needs. And then I have a six-year-old to boot. Uh, because of those special needs and the extreme medical obstacles that we had to overcome with her and that she had to overcome, uh, we knew that we couldn't continually move around in the Army the hardest part about being in the military is the fact that you got to move around so much. So uh, we decided to come home, and I came home to New York 19. Um, well, first and foremost, thank you for your service to our country. Um, it's always much appreciated. And um, I guess the next question tying in after your professional career um, and everything you were doing in family life, um, what kind of led into your decision to, or deci like multiple decisions leading into a running for New York 19? Well, I see the direction that the country is going and um, I have no problem with Democrats. I just have a problem with the far left. And unfortunately I think, that the far left has kind of taken a hold of the Democrat Party and they're driving it in a direction that's not beneficial for America and it's certainly not beneficial for my children. So I decided to serve my country, not in a military capacity, but in a different capacity as a congressman. And um, so my third question is uh, pretty broad. You know, I know that Obviously, if you are elected, you know, being in the U.S. Congress, there's a, just a countless number of issues that take place and it'll be on the plate. But if elected, what are the top three issues that you would want to focus on and why? Yeah, the first is law and order. So 
I've gone all, all over New York 19 and visited all the 11 counties that we have here. And what really um, makes me upset is that I have people talk to me. They don't, sometimes they say it in, in, you know, in the middle of a big Q&A session, but sometimes they just pull me off to the side and they say, I'm really scared. I'm scared to leave my house and I'm scared to stay in my house. So um, that's got to go. I mean, no American should feel unsafe leaving their house and even in their house. And I didn't go over to Afghanistan and come back here and have Americans tell me that they're afraid even to be at their own home. So that's number one. And the way we do that is we're going to fund the police through federal funding and uh, give them better training and better equipment. And that's better for everybody anyways. Uh, number two is the economy. I think we need to get back to where we were prior to the pandemic, where we have the strongest economy in uh, American history in terms of when people started taking statistics of it, at least. And the way we're going to do that is we're going to continue to focus on economic opportunity zones where we focus on getting big manufacturer businesses and even small businesses down to um New York 19 communities that are hit hard and have high unemployment. The incentive there is they get tax breaks on the federal side and they hire people and that's better for everybody. That's number one. And number two, we're going to do a lot more funding for local farmers. And if this pandemic has shown us anything, it's shown us quite a bit. But one of them, one of the things that has shown us is how significant it is to have local farmers. And I'm very grateful to have a farm within miles of my house. So if I ever have to go out and get some eggs and produce, uh, they're there. So we have to ensure that sustainability continues to exist. So I'm a very big pro-farmer guy. And then number three, we're going to phase out Obamacare and phase in a healthcare system. It has nothing to do with anyone who's 65 or older. That just stays the same. It's for the younger generation and how we can afford um, reasonable care, and I do it through, my idea is a capitalistic idea where um, you don't, you can choose your insurance company if they're in California, they give you the best coverage um, at the best rate, shouldn't be prohibited to cross lines, and I think com competition is good for everybody, and coupled with that, we also have to have prescription drug reform and I think that, um, oh, give me one second here. I think that we have to allow people to buy prescription drugs anywhere in the world if they're at a lower cost and it's safe. Because uh, my mother was showing me some of the medications that she has and the prices are outrageous. So if you can get that same prescription for a tenth of the price in Canada, then I think we need to allow to do that. At the end of the day, it's going to end up driving costs down here as well. Uh, my next question is sort of a multi-part one. The first is um, tell me a little bit. I know it's been tough, I'm sure, with, with the whole limitations with the coronavirus in terms of how people have been able to campaign, or it's probably changed the way in which you guys have to campaign and meet and talk with constituents. But for Sullivan County specifically, which is the part of your district, which our newspaper covers, um, I guess what have your thoughts been traveling around and talking to constituents in Sullivan County? And um, with that in mind, just multi-part question is, 
Um, what are some things that you think the area has going really well for it? And what are some things that um, you think the area needs help with that you've heard from constituents or just noticed yourself in terms of what you could help with? Well, people in Sullivan County are great. That's the first and foremost, but they need help with the economy. So a lot of people are out of work and, um, a large portion of Sullivan County is tourist driven. And that obviously was hampered by the pandemic. I know the, cons- the casinos are, are, they bring in a lot of money and a lot of jobs. That's been hampered. And I know that a lot of the farms have been hampered. And what we have to do is we've got to get jobs to Sullivan County. That's the bottom line. I mean, I can't say anything other than jobs, jobs, jobs. And we have to, I mean, we have to beat the virus. I know that Sullivan County also got hit quite a bit with uh, COVID. And I know that there is a bit of an uptick, according to the news recently. Um, Sullivan County apparently may or may not have an uptick coming, but um, we have to defeat the virus first. And the way we're going to do that is we're going to get everybody healthy to the best of our ability providing the best coverage that we can. And hopefully we're going to get a, a, a vaccine for this virus, which shouldn't be mandatory, but uh, should be available. Okay. And, um, you know, kind of wrapping up this quick session, um, you know, I always end on this note um, for people when we interview them, and that's, you know, why looking at the ballot, you know, and the people you're running against, why are you the best person for this job? Because this is my home. I grew up here, and I'm qualified for the job. I've served my country. I've served overseas. I've served on active duty for quite some time. I've been trained in leadership. I'm an attorney, so I'm a litigation guy. I know how to uh, look at the issues and evaluate them and analyze them and argue for or against them. And I'm also a guy that can hold out an olive branch to the other side. Again. I have no problems with Democrats. I have a problem in the far left. So if a Democrat proposes a bill and I like half of it, if they cut it down to half, let's just vote on that half and vice versa with me. If I propose a bill and the Democrats come up to me and they say, look, we like 50% of what you're proposing, not the other. I'd rather, I'd rather just pass that 50% than have nothing at all. So there's too much of that going on. I'm all about single-issue bills going out. Uh, they get voted up or voted down. And the other thing is um, I'm not a lifetime politician. I'm doing this. Um, I believe in term limits for Congress. I believe that there should be uh, – they should increase the amount of time that you are a congressman from two years to three mm-hmm. because it's too short of a time to really legislate. You're worrying too much about campaigning. But I also am for having only a three-term limit. So the maximum amount of time that you could ever be in Congress is nine years. Um, I'm not here to be a, a lifetime politician. I'm here to serve country, and I'm here to uh, make it better as much as I can so that my kids, um, I hope that they're happy with what I do one day. And that concludes our special podcast. And to keep up with the latest news, don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you're looking for a subscription, please call our office at 845-887-5200 or find us online at scdemocratonline.com.
And if you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe. Have a great day.